Welcome to Film Study, an All-American Universe podcast with Lexi. I'm Lexi. And wow, we just literally just finished the season two finale of All-American Homecoming. 15 episodes came and went, truly, <laughs> truly. But anyway, uh, I have Cole World of the podcast. I'm super hype. I'm super hype about it. Um, and look, we've been to tell you all of our thoughts because it's all fresh. <laughs> it's all very, very fresh. Uh, don't forget to like, subscribe, share, and let us know your thoughts in the comments. But you ready to get started? I am ready. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm so excited yeah. to do this. Thanks and- for Ooh. coming. Uh, thanks for coming. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, let's get into it. What, as of thinking about this the, as the fact that it's a finale, what would you rate it like out of 10 if you could give this a rating what rating would you give it and why i would give this episode i give it i give it a solid 8.5 okay a solid 8.5 like this finale ate down i thought um me too it was it, it was so good so well done marquee was in his bag with the writing like mm-hmm. i need this man to just be on the pen for every episode because he has not <laughs> missed a sing- like every time he writes for for these episodes it hits every time so That's, this is all him this is all him <laughs> he don't need Talk no collaborator right just let him do everything no i'm kidding. you know I, no i'm glad you know get the writer other writers in the room they need jobs you know i, I love it all but no marquee Oh, yes. This episode was just everything. There were a couple of things I was like, ooh, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So I actually, I think your 8.5 rating is pretty spot on. I didn't even think about the fact that we didn't see Gabby, which I did think that we were going to see. But the thing is, I didn't notice. I didn't automatically know. I feel like in other episodes, I've noticed her absence. But this one, there was so much going on. And maybe it's because, like I told you before, we hopped on this thing. I was taking mad notes because I was just like, I need a couple correct because this is a season finale. And we're doing this right after the show. So I was like, I don't want to. I've, I've, I've missed a couple of things that people have let me know in the comments. So I was like, nah, not again. <laughs> not again so I was like let me make sure I got everything down and so maybe that's why but I I do feel like the episode flowed nicely and I actually if we're comparing season finales I prefer this season finale over the first season season finale because the first season finale I was like sweetheart boo boo what are we doing? <laughs> what are we doing? It just felt like it felt like we never reached a, a pinnacle, a maximum. And I feel like this one we got a ton, like a ton of twists and turns and just like different variations and some whew, some cliff hangers. Some cliffhangers. And so we we go and talk about it. We go and talk about it. But first, let's talk about Nate, President Nathaniel Harden, she won her presidency, child. (laughs) And did. She did that. And did. And it's so funny because I feel like she was, and I I think I said this a couple episodes ago, but it didn't necessarily feel like she had her own 
storyline like it, I, and I, maybe this not even a couple episodes I feel like this was exactly like the last episode but she had her own storyline which was this thing with you know Ryan Craig that his that's his name now who we figured out the pen we figured out that he was a secret admirer but really she was there to be a support for Simone like we saw her at the match and then we saw her at the probate and different things so I didn't necessarily feel like this whole figuring out the secret admirer, which, by the way, actually ended up, Keisha being the one to figure it out. But I didn't know if this was, like, truly, like, a full storyline for her. I felt like we saw much more of them just letting Royal just, you know, just, like, play around in this episode. And actually, I liked it. I liked it. I, I liked the little, you know, it was nice to have this little quiet sort of storyline in the in the in the background with figuring out who the secret admirer is. Uh, and then we got this random uh, random thing that Walinda is VP. I don't know if I was expecting that, but so I want to hear your thoughts on Nate and her storyline and what we got from her this episode. Yeah, no, Nate, okay, so I'm not going to lie. I have not been feeling Nate these last couple of episodes <laughs> because- That's like I'll... a popular sentiment. Like I, I... I feel like it started when her and JR were scheming on David and Simone. And so ever since then- <laughs> Because literally, that's what I was off Nate. Ever since Nate wanted to be an op and pull the okie doke, when Simone was ready to tell Damon that, you know, the kiss meant something and that, you know, she wants to explore where this could go and, you know, the rest will figure out together. Nate pulling the okie doke and not supporting her and making her second guess herself. After that, right. I was like, okay, Nate, I'm done with you because Simone has always supported you, always stood ten toes down for you, and you pull this? Like, come on right. now. And then, so for this story, so I'm not gonna lie, for a second, I was pushing Nico for president because <laughs> Nate was really getting now, on look, my last nerve. I understandably but... <laughs> was disappointed, but never Nico. Never but you know Nico. what? I'm glad Nate got the presidency because, um, you know, Nico... Ugh he had opt to but exactly. so i'm glad i'm glad nate got it uh shout out to walinda for being the vp she deserves it because homegirl pulled out those receipts on nico and said air him she out did. And, I, <laughs> and i was like i know that's right walinda come on now so i um so i enjoyed it i'm happy for nate i'm glad nate got the presidency and very smart you know walinda helped tremendously for that tremendously campaign, so. and i actually you know and again prayers prayers for season three um but i feel like they could do some fun stuff with with walinda and nate playing off of each other in the next season um because now that she's the vp i don't you know she was already giving this dynamic in the campaign but she can get a little hands or she can get her hands dirty whereas nate would prefer not to do that. So I think that that would be very, very, just like a very interesting dynamic to explore. So I actually like that they did that. I was, I was for it. I was for it for sure. Me too. I hope, um, I hope she gets more screen time next season and is like a regular recurring character. Cause yeah, they could really, we need, we need some spice. Yeah. We need some spice. And I think that she brings some spice. She definitely <laughs> she, brings some spice. She so does. She I'm, adds, she, she adds, adds a little more. something. <laughs> So I'm like, I I'm with it. So let's give Lewinda her screen time. I was for her when she pulled out those receipts. She had me there. I was like, Literally. all right, girl, you can, you can keep coming back. You can keep coming back. <laughs> you can keep coming back. I forgive you. <laughs> Don't have me cracking up on this podcast. 
bad. I'm, I'm, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm joking. I'm messing around. And so, yeah, so that was Nate's, that was Nate's story. Um, Keisha, I, I'm, before I get into like explaining her story, I think I'm pausing because I'm just realizing sort of what her full circle arc has been in this season. And it really felt like this season, she was not as ingrained in the like in the group as she was in last season and so I feel like I'm not like that's now hitting me because I thought that they you know I was just like well they got a couple episodes left like we gonna see something we gonna see something but even in this episode she was doing her own thing and she had that one little talk with Simone but it just felt like it, it was very interesting that what the route that they chose to take her character because she was really, I don't know, it felt like Lonely Road a little bit. It felt like Lonely Road a little bit now, just like looking at everything in totality. So anyway, she was, you know, about to put Dr. Pace's dancing methods on blast at her retrospective. Um, and, you know, Cam was just not happy about it because she was like going to get former students to to basically call her out at this retrospective. Uh, and, you know, then she observes uh, Dr. Pace's mentor, who she also called to campus, sort of abusing her, which, by the way, I called. I called that she was going to have an abusive and I just knew that they were going to go that route. Um, and so she observed that and sort of felt bad about it. Uh, she ends up sort of talking to Amara uh, who and seeing Amara and Marcus, which we'll get back to that. But she ends up talking to Amara about it. And she's like, oh, I saw Dr. Pace get demoralized and Cam try to stop me. Um, and so Amara basically encourages her to like put a stop to this or do what she can to put a stop to this plan that she had already set in motion. Uh, and so she ends up going to Dr. Pace, talking to her and being like, you, you break down dancers, but you don't give them the tools to build them back up. Um, and your former students aren't coming to celebrate you. They, they finna tell you the truth is basically what she said. Uh, she was just like, but I have standards. You don't, I have standards and my standards are to apologize. And so Dr. Pace, bef you know, at first she's sort of like dis disregards it, but then at her retrospective, she ends up saying that she's going to take a sabbatical so that she can rediscover herself. Number one, I was just like, did she just <laughs> leave the retrospective? <laughs> I was just like, I mean, the whole thing is for you. I mean, I don't think the students are going to do what they were originally going to do in the first place. So what's, what's I mean, she literally got her bag and left. I was I was very confused. <laughs> but I want to know what you thought about that, and then I'm gonna ask you a question about Keisha and Cam. But just on the closure of the Doctor Pace storyline, what did you think about it? So I thought that, and oh, I hate to sound mean, but Keisha showed her just a little too much grace because in my I opinion, agree, Doctor Pace not only tried to get Keisha kicked out of her class, but intentionally tried to get Keisha to injure herself to where like she and may not did. even be able And to she fight. did injure yeah. herself. Injure herself to the point where she may not be able to dance again or which happened, she had to pull out the class and now has to go to summer school because she couldn't complete the semester. Like That's Dr. like thousands P of dollars down the drain. <laughs> thousands of dollars. 
Dr. Pace was just so vile, and the smirk on her face was like, hmm, I got your number now. Like, and then, and then when, you know, Keisha was like, Dr. Pace, what are you doing? She was like, you're dismissed. You can leave. I was like, 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 the one time I wanted Keisha, because Keisha been on one all season, but the one yeah. time she was justified in being on one, she was like, oh, wait, now I feel bad. I was like, no, Keisha, like, and, send it. Can we also talk about the other people? This is like the same thing that we went through with Nate a couple of episodes ago is that we had this whole conversation. I had this whole conversation with Star where we were just like, sometimes you can go low. It's okay to go low like they are. (laughs) Like what Linda said, they go low, we go to hell. Like Exactly. Because and I was so confused why all of these people in her life, Amara, I mean, we expect it from Amara because as we know, she is a saint. But why Cam was just like, oh, this is not you. First of all, Cam, we're about to get into you and you over here jumping people. So what are you talking about? This is not you. It's not lining up. It's not adding up. It It really bugged me because like, even though I wasn't on Cam's side for this, like I was 1000% in Keisha's, like she needs to take these extremes uh, to, to basically get Dr. Pace out, kicked out of the program. Even though I wasn't on his side, I was still annoyed <laughs> that instantly this girl was just like, so why can't you just support me in this? And acting like he doesn't support her every single other time. Literally, all Cam does is stand ten toes down behind Keisha, and she be talking to him so reckless. It's like the one time he's like, "Whoa, you know, kind of, you gotta check yourself here." She's like, "Why don't you ever support me?" I'm like, "All this man does is support you. You don't support him." That is my problem. (laughs) Honestly, what I'm shocked about is that Cam and Keisha made it through the whole season. Like. I was like, when are we going to see them have a conversation about their relationship? When are we going to see them break up? Because I'm tired. I'm tired. And then she came with a little necklace at the end. I'm like, I don't care about this necklace. Y'all need to break up. Because they, they've been together a long time. They lasted all of season two and got together, what, in the last couple of episodes of season one? Like, they've been, they've been going... Like, I I'm do not understand like, it. Like I'm we need, at this point, to your point, Marky, we need to have a conversation. NK, we need to have a conversation because what's not clicking? What are you all talking about in the writers' room that we're not seeing on screen? Because to me, it looks toxic. Like literally, <laughs> it, it's it, it's not a healthy relationship at all. It's not at all. Cam supports her, and then like you know when she when she does something that's not right, he'll like try to bring it to her attention and then she'll just snap on him. And he's like, I'm not even coming at you crazy. Like, what are you coming at me crazy for? Like, snap. Like, with the masquerade ball. (laughs) Keisha was just, I I just, I just stand. Like, don't get me started. But you know what? I was holding out hope. I really was holding out hope when, which we'll get to Marcus and Amara now, like in the middle of Keisha and Cam, because they tried to do a little comparison thing to say, you know, like Keisha saw them, which by the, their whole thing was like, we want to go public. We want to go public. Keisha saw them at the game. And then she was just like, oh, you all are so cute. And I was just like, boo, boo, ah, boo tomato, 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 tomato. 
reveal was whack for as much as they, first of all, at this point, Cam didn't even need to tell Keisha that her dad and Amara had something because their thing was already ended by the time he told her. And it was literally done. two sec. And then two seconds after that, she got back together with Marcus. Like, and then all the, look, all of this just for us to see Keisha and her reaction be, "Oh, I'm happy for y'all." What? Like, I low-key thought she was about to like check Amara, but then I she was like, "Yeah, I, I really, I really thought Keisha was gonna like come and at her I'm crazy." So. But- Upset. I'm so upset that she did not. And like, then again, so to, relating it back to Keisha and Cam, she was just like, oh, see, you all bring out the best in each other, which I was like, do they? That's another conversation for another day. But she was like, you all bring out the best in each other. And I'm just like, wait, so are they actually having Keisha have a self-reflective moment about her relationship with Cam, whereas they do not bring out the best in each other and she's going to say this to him at the end? No. Instead, we got her being like, me and your parents got you this necklace. Ha! I love you. Like, what? No. No. Why are we not learning? Why are we teaching them the wrong lessons? We're saying that Keisha can't come for this teacher who injured her. And then at the same time, we're telling them it's okay to be in this toxic relationship. It's not adding up. The math ain't mathing. The math ain't mathing. It's not mathing. This is why, look, this is why it lost that point and a half for me. was just literally this whole Keisha... Uh, Dr. Pace, Marcus Amara thing. I just was not here for any of these storylines, except except <laughs> when I got my justice at the end, because Amara's all just like, let's take a vacation, boo. Let's take a vacation. Marcus is like, no, I'm going to grad school. I want to study psychology. Boom! His wife comes walking through the door? Ciao. I was like, wait, what? Come again? Like, so. And she was real comfortable, too. I don't know who that actress is, but she came in there like she'd been in 20,000 episodes. Like, I was so caught off guard. I was like, so wait. So this man. I was like, do we know her? I was so confused. I was like, have we seen her before? I was just like, wait, why does she look like somebody that was on All American or something? I'm so confused. And then, no, it was literally like, this is the first episode we've seen her, but she was real comfortable because that's <laughs> she said, my man, my man, my man, my husband. I was so caught off guard. I was like, okay, so this man been married the whole time, but still trying to get back with Amara? What is going on here? A mess. A mess. It's probably one of those, like, situations where... It was like this accidental marriage type thing. Right, they never right. got divorced. But I'm still here for the mess because he still knew that he was, it was serious or like it was that he had some papers that they are married. <laughs> and he didn't tell Amara, I don't care if it is a misunderstanding. You didn't even tell Amara that you were in another relationship that was this serious that y'all was signing papers. Because now, just when they were getting back to a good place and like really. Like they were because they never should have been getting back to that good place in the first place, as I have been saying. <laughs> I, if man. it didn't work out for 17 years, honey. 
Amar and Marcus, though, I, I was so here for them getting back together and, you know, getting back to where they once were. I was like, I laugh. Ha 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 ha. Yeah. I, I, child, I, we 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 need this season three. The CW got to stop playing because there's so <laughs> they much, do so much they can they do, do with season three. I'm like, oh my gosh, like oh, we need this season three so bad. Oh my gosh, I need it oh so. Oh my gosh, like I need it so desperately. I'm just so thrilled. <laughs> I am so thrilled that. <laughs> That this man has a wife and has had a wife this whole time. Like, you don't even know. You don't even understand how happy that makes me. Because I have been against this relationship from day one. That's wild. Oh, my gosh. I've been, and it's so funny because I've been so for Amara and Marcus. Like, I've been so for them. I'm like, yes. Like, get back to that good place. Like, they, I don't know. Like, uh, they just, they vibe. They get each other. But child this was yeah it, it's just giving mess now but i'm still it's, look i'm still i'm still for amara marcus i'm not like y'all holding not, out hope still holding out hope like figure it out no they probably it. are in game but i'm just like y'all need to dead this quick that's where i am i'm like y'all need to dead this really it was already dead she should have stayed with, with, uh, with her original thought when she said that was closure she should have left it at that and I said, now look at you, got egg on your face. <laughs> got egg, egg on your face. Amara is just the sweetest soul ever. And then the mess just finds her. It just keeps finding her. I just. It, it, the mess <sighs> finds her, but she never finds the mess because she's, she's perfect. She's perfect. So I kind of want to see how she handles this. Not going to lie. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious how she's gonna like how she's going to rectify this or rationalize it make sense of it she's gonna be like i know like marcus you owe me some answers what is going that, on here like that part that part so yeah that's that's that on that that's that on that we definitely got left on a cliffhanger with that storyline big one i guess you know you know, keep the other thing with Heisha is that she has to take summer school. Um, and that is what it is. <sighs> Keisha's boyfriend. Keisha's boyfriend, Cam JR, in this KEK storyline. So, we obviously saw JR calling Jesse uh, last episode, Jesse Sr. last episode, and asking him how to strip a brother of his letters. Um, but Jesse comes and he's like, man, this is hard to do, sir. <laughs> is You can have a conversation with the regional VP, but I don't even know. And Jesse ends up being right because the regional VP ends up being the uncle of the dude from the other chapter. <laughs> and so the dude from the other chapter jumps JR's opportunity to call attention to this mess and there's an official hazing investigation which basically means that the whole chapter could be closed uh so now they have to figure out sort of how to save the chapter while like all of this other stuff is going on in the finale <laughs> and so anyway jesse gives jr encouragement about it and he's like you can handle it son um and JR's way of handling it ends up being taking the fall. Which I was like, I understand your sense of 
responsibility, JR, but we're looking at the man whose fault this is, who is in your chapter. And why are you not making him take the fall? Because he was the one who you should have kicked out a long time ago. Like, I, what did you think about that? What did you think about that? And I mean, he did some nice things. Like he submitted Cam for the scholarship. Cam don't got to work like crazy no more, which I was happy for him. But what do we think about JR taking the fall? Because I was like, I just I, don't I, know how I feel. I, I I personally just did not like that. Like, you know, I feel like JR sometimes has a bit of like, and I, he goes through like periods of like an identity crisis. And yes, I feel uh, like KEK, he emphasized that being his one thing that he felt like was his. Right. And it's like, now he doesn't have that anymore. So I feel like we're going to see him really struggle season three with like trying to find himself again. Not like, yes, he still has like, like, yes, he still has baseball. You know, he made that Cape Cod team, but I know like KEK was like his life essentially. And yeah. like, he's taken the fall for something he had. No I don't think he in. thought it through. And yeah. yeah, I'm just like, oh my God. Like, I, 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 I'm like, dang like because jr he's been pissing me off these last few episodes too but i'm like yeah. well like he could at least still have kek i'm like dang. right and like I, I i do appreciate how he looked out for cam he looked out for cam heavy um he did but, but I, I just don't feel like in not that it wasn't necessary to look out for cam the way that he did because that's not what i'm saying but I don't feel like it was necessary for him to take the fall. And I yeah. know that he wants to be like, he was like, I was the line leader. So this ultimately falls on me. But once again, we know the person whose fault this is. So why are you not <laughs> just, you, you can still be the leader and call out the person whose fault this is. Sometimes you just don't choose the right person to be under you. And then I don't even think that, is that even in his control? Because he doesn't control when he was, I think they were line brothers as well. So technically they were on the same level and he probably got like voted in. Um, and so they probably voted the, I mean, I don't know how it worked, but I'm just like, I just feel like there were other ways we could have gone about this. And I just don't think that he needed to be the fall guy for this. And then that bloody nose child. I did not do a Google search of what that means for aplastic anemia. No, <laughs> I should I... look that up right now, but do you know? I do not. But when I saw the constant nosebleeds i was like this man is sick again i was like oh my Literally. gosh like it, it, <sighs> jr gonna be going through it season three like yes. it, i mean everything is like crumbling yet again in his life i'm like oh lord he we we are gonna we're going back to early stages of season one when like he was spiraling like it, it, oh god where's gabby because that man <gasps> it means that he like has a low plate lit count so i think that that means that he like he I, that's like low platelets are like your blood cells so like m he might need another transfusion or i maybe this is what we're uh maybe this is what it's leading to yeah no when i saw that i was like oh man i was like come on i was like 
JR could not be going through this again. Like you know, not, he not just in had, time for the Cape Cod <laughs> League. He just had um his remission ceremony. You know, Damon was celebrating that, and now it's like he's going through it again. Like I just want to see. Yeah, I'm just like when I heard that he made the made the Cape Cod team, I was just like, I don't want him to lose out on this because he worked so hard. He worked so hard to get, like, on that team. Like, nobody really believed in him. His dad at a point in time did not believe in him. His former coach did not believe in him. And, you know, to be quite frank, what was it? In the in the backdoor pilot, like, when we first met him, he didn't have that much of a high, you know, that much of a high opinion of himself on the baseball field. So... I don't know. I was just like, he's come too far. He's come too far. Y'all better not mess up this Cape Cod League for him. <laughs> After he done already took the fall. I don't want to see JR going through it another season. Uh, we did this in season one. <laughs> like, get, just just let him have something. But like, just also, let him have it, something. it's just like, but man, and, and again, you know, no, I don't want to see JR struggling, but it's just like, I do want to see him find his identity without KEK, but I just don't want this to affect the Cape Cod League thing. Right, right. But I just think it's like he's going to need all the support in the world now, but I feel like he's never supported Damon the way he should have. And it's like I feel like Damon is always ten toes down for that man at all times. And I'm just like, JR, I I really hope you kind of check yourself and realize – you know, yeah, he made the Cape Cod lead. I'm very happy for him. But when he was doubting himself and everyone else was, Damon always was like, no, man, like, That's you're true. legit. Like, this is where you need to be. Like, I hope he just learns his lesson. That's all. But I, I, I but... <laughs> no, you, it's so funny. <laughs> Look, I don't play about Damon Sims. Like, I, oh, like, I can see that this is reminding me so hard of like what were we I don't even remember I think this was about Nate but it's 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 all stemming from that conversation it's all circling back to that JR Nate conversation where it was like I don't know maybe they're getting what's coming to them like literally look I don't play about Damon I love I love you riding so Oh, I thought I rode hard for him in the last episode when you were like, nah, I don't <laughs> care if his nose is bleeding. I don't care if he... <laughs> no, like, I, like, JR, I don't want to see that man sick again. I was like, dang, not the nosebleed, not losing KEK. And, um, you know, but it's just... not Like, I hope, you know, because obviously I feel like he's going to be leaning on Damon for support. And yeah. all I'm going to say with that is, you know... Moving forward, I just hope he supports Damon the way Damon supports him. Because at this yeah, no, point, in my that. opinion, like Damon don't owe him anything. But I, but knowing Damon, he gonna be standing ten toes down for Jr. And I'm like, Jr., oh, yeah. you need to reciprocate 1, that same energy at all times. One thousand, all times. <laughs> he said all times, not some of the time. All, time. all times, okay? Like, so yeah, no, it'll be very, uh, very interesting, very interesting indeed. And again, so maybe this is his. Um, in my, in my like sort of brain that's like think, hopefully thinking through the lens of a writer, hopefully this is like JR's chance to get it right. You think from season one and how he handled season one, um, and feeling like, you know, 
obviously we saw the impact of that in season two where he's just like kk is my thing but when damon sort of first started entering into his world and sort of how he handled that and how he handled sort of the process to figuring out whether or not damon was his brother and now that sort of all of that is behind them now that everything is official he has the chance again to even while his world is spiraling to your point to 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 show up for those around him while also like dealing with his things but like just handling it in a better way and not necessarily taking it out on damon so it'll be interesting interesting to see interesting to see very interesting to see play out like oh we need this season three so desperately oh my gosh like i need this renewal like i'm i'm very curious to see because kek is really who so much of his character um and so how is he gonna fare with without Without it it, if he he ends up going through with this whole taking the fall because we technically don't know if he actually did or not go through with it i mean he said he did he took off the jacket but you know we don't know we don't know what that meeting looked like so I don't know. It's going to be interesting. And That's how's gonna, Daddy going to be there for him? Is he actually going like, to apply himself in classes? I don't know. We don't know. So I'm, I'm, I wish like we didn't get Gabby in the last three episodes. Last time we saw her was 12. I'm like, I wanted one more Gabby appearance. Like, just I one. I wanted one more. I wanted one more. So Gabby, like, may, oh my gosh, we, we need her. We need her more episodes season three. I love Gabby. And there's a storyline they can explore with her being like, you know, uh, a woman in engineering like i'm yes, like it's stem. she can have she's right steam, like she now can, it's steam yeah she can have like a storyline that's like outside of jr like she, you know obviously she's jr's girlfriend so you know they'll be Agreed. involved together but like she also can have her own storyline that i think would be very interesting to follow Agreed. Agreed. You know who else we didn't get an explanation for which i was kind of shocked about i thought that we were going to get some explanation for whether this Thea going pro thing is real and we got no indication whatsoever Thea was still playing the exhibition was she not playing I think she was playing in the exhibition match they made it seem like she was gonna play the exhibition match but then we never even ended up seeing her play I don't think right that was an unclear note that we left yeah right and and we don't know anything about because I thought I like I thought we would know for sure like okay whether she's gonna go through with the pro thing or that's not. that's what I but thought like, I thought that we were gonna get it and I thought that right. she was going to have like a decision to make and that she would second guess going pro but not a word mentioned on our like, screen <laughs> if anything she like if anything she kind of emphasized like still wanting to go pro low key literally so I'm like are they so are they, I'm like, are they going to write Camille off the show if she's going pro or if she's just going to be in a recurring spot? I'm like, how no are they going to? clue. Cause, but I thought cause about it, that. I really thought about that because when you were saying I want to make, I want to make uh, Gabby, like I want to make Gabby a recurring sort of character. But I was just like, so who are we going <laughs> to? Because we already had this like jungle, this juggle with Keisha and Nate this season. So I was like, who are we? Who else are we going to sort of juggle now? And I was just like, and then you brought, and then I thought about Thea because I was just like, that was a sort of storyline that left on an unclear note, very unclear. And it does seem almost like she was written, but also that's not like the send off that you write for a character that's going to be written off. So it was just, uh, Thea was a big question mark. I feel like as far as all of the characters go, she's probably the biggest question mark I have 
on like where her story is going next. Um, yeah, like huge question mark because we still don't really know. We like like we we don't know really anything. So it's nothing. like if we know nothing. I'm like, <laughs> And if she's going to be leaving Brinkston to go pro, they can't really tie her into the storyline at all. Like, yeah, unless exactly. individual Thea scenes, which like, like, no offense, we don't really need that. So unless Thea is like involved with the group, like what, we're just going to follow her going pro. Like, I, I don't, I don't. That's, I thought that yeah. there was at least yeah. going to be like yeah. some sort of reluctance that we would see and we did not get that. So It'll be it'll be interesting again. Hopefully, get, we get a season three to get those those answers. Um, whoo, whoo, whoo. Speaking of answers, Damon. Damon was not trying to give Marcus any answer. Come through transition. I'm sorry, I had to I had to call it out. Damon was not trying to give Marcus no type of answers in this mock interview for uh I want to say it was for the Cape Cod League. Um and so Marcus was asking him some tough questions about Jesse. Uh JR starts to give Damon some perspective and is just like, you know, he's doing this so that there's no questions that we can't handle, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Simone comes through right with Damon encouraging him again and saying like what I'm getting is fear and not anger but you're kind you're thoughtful you're strong and even when you're being annoyingly arrogant it's inspiring and so she encourages him too with a with a little, nice little speech of her own um and you know he ends up he ends up coming back to Marcus and in 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 apologizing after talking to Jesse. That was the surprise person that he got advice from after he asked Jesse, like, why did you step down for me, my coach? And Jesse's just like, I wanted to focus on being your father. So he apologizes to Marcus, goes through the, with the interview. I love this speech. I don't, they have been giving Damon some words to say this season. And I, I, I mentioned in the la- uh, last episode that I feel like Damon has really, like he's probably the most emotionally mature out of the, out of the students. Um, and I was just in love with this line where they said, you know, he said to, to the interviewer, like, my pages were empty. I thought it was an open book, but my pages were empty and now they're filled. They're filled with people who are human and flawed and complicated. Uh, and so when you look at my stats, like this is the story behind the numbers. And I, I like snaps to Marquis for that line, because if that's not like the, the purpose I think of like just writing television is to show flawed and complicated human beings. I was just like, oh, that. I don't know. That line goes down to hit. I I loved 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 that line. Obviously, I can't stop talking about it. But that line line that line is going down in history for me personally. <laughs> no, it was Damon be eating down with the speeches. Like yeah, like oh my god, like Damon had so many he is him moments this season, and yeah. oh like yeah, I, I'm a, I'm gonna always stand ten toes down behind Damon Sims. <laughs> always. Yeah. No. The, excellent excellent and so ends up killing the interview obviously and then getting into the cape cod league uh and then he takes jesse up on his offer to talk um which you know i'm glad that they at least made jesse wade's the entire season to have the like to for damon to take him up because 
I, I too was one of those people that was just like, it's too soon. It's too soon for us to be giving Jesse this redemption arc. Right. Uh, but I'm glad that he at least had to wait an entire season uh, before Damon was just like, okay, I'm, I'm ready to, I'm ready to talk. Um, and so that, that, that ending for them left me satisfied. I was just like, okay, it's not a complete redemption arc. It's admitting that this man is still a trash human being, <laughs> but he's finding his way slowly, but surely. Um, and so the big one, Simone had a lot going on this episode besides the triangle. So before we get to the triangle, go in between, when is this probate going to be? Uh, Cam and Simone, I love this moment, which they gave each other a gift with their, with their line names. It was a, like Cam gave Simone a phenom jacket. Simone gave Cam a Crenshaw with a K like picture. Uh, and it, was, it stood for like courageous night. And they had a whole talk about how, you know, when they first met, like when they first saw each other at Bringston, um, that they went from being like acquaintances to now being family. I was just like, not family. Uh, listen, I'm a Damone down, but I'm sorry. They they planted some seeds with that chemistry. I'm not going to lie because Cam was definitely giving off some vibes to Simone throughout the episode. Can we be honest? I, like, I... I thought it was more friendship. I was like, oh, like they really, they really got a bond now. I was forgetting more friendship vibes. Like, <laughs> I was not getting, no, I was not getting no, I was not getting no Cam and Simone relationship. I was getting friendship vibes. I'm glad, <laughs> I'm glad you was getting the friendship vibes because I let it go the first time. But then when he came back up to her the second time, it was like, oh, we gotta go. And then. <laughs> And then I realized, because I wasn't going to say nothing, but then I saw somebody on Twitter say the same thing. And I said, I'm not alone. Someone else said it. So if in season three, there's some drama and some mess, don't say I didn't say nothing, because I did. I'm still Damone Ten Toes Down. Look, we don't need to throw it. <laughs> we do not need another guy throwing the mix. I just need my Damone Endgame because I need off this roller coaster because I can't take the stuff anymore of this Damone up and down. Like, I just need them together. I can't, handle I can't take I That's what I thought too, but I'm like, not y'all dropping another boy in the mix. I'm kidding. Like, I, I cannot. Uh, we do not need to add a third part. We do not I'm need just, to add a third guy to the mix. I just, I can't. Go on this, go on this little veer off to the right with me, bro. Don't stay in your lane. Veer off to the right with me for two seconds. <laughs> I can't. I the can't. one night stand. The one night stand that they just never talk about again. They never speak of it again. Even if it's not, even if it's not a one night stand. Even if it's just a kiss. This is like far into season three. It is just a kiss, and they both agree to just forget about it. If it happens, don't say I didn't say. <laughs> I no no. I just I just do not get that vibe from Kim and Simone. I'm like no, I'm I can't. Glad. I'm, I'm 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 honestly I'm 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 making more of it than it was, but I just I just left. <laughs> You want the best. You like, look, we need more fireworks. I'm like, look, <laughs> I just, I just need my Demone Endgame. I no, can't I handle truly do need Demone. I'm like, I can't handle any more stress of <laughs> more drama. 
thrown into Damon and Simone's dynamic. I'm like, I just That's need them true. together. And we just got to keep it pushing. Because I no. can't handle the stress. <laughs> any, like, I was way too... Sh- like, the, the amount I was so invested in Damon and Simone, the amount I am invested, it's it's... It's just too much. So, like, I can't handle any more stress. I can't. I physically can't. Like, I'm too attached to them. And no, I feel they got you. Me, they got me for life. So, no, no. Same, same here. Same. Throw here. any I'm more just, drama. Just a little, just a little, one second, one second mess up. One second mess up. But anyway, no. <laughs> he goes to get her for that really, really cool dance off probate scene between P- PKZ and KEK. Um, before that happens, there was a whole mess because the exhibition was going to get canceled due to them not having the proper funding. I was like, oh, that's another wrench we're throwing in. But then Lando gives Simone an idea about the PKZ funding. He says one of the things I love about you, which I'm going to get back to that later. Uh, or I'm going to talk more about how Lando was sort of his vibes throughout the episode. Uh, PKZ, a PKZ alum ends up sponsoring the match then the match and the probate are at the same time. I'm like, girl, why are we doing this? <laughs> but then it ends up working out. Everybody shows up for the match. The pro- probate gets moved. Um, we finally get Coach Lonnie. We like we never got her like ever, and now all of a sudden we're getting her at the end of season two. I was just like, we should have been getting this in t- the entire time. But Coach Lonnie has this little moment with Thea and Simone. It's like show them whose court it is, and Simone did because she won her game after Damon gave her a pep talk. Uh, it said like she defied the odds. So rem- remember who you are. <laughs> I love David's speech to her. I was like, that that's his woman right there. Period. Like you cannot tell me otherwise. W- <laughs> so speaking of it being his woman and her, uh, her winning the match, and you know we talked about the probate PKZ. She's officially a line. She's officially a line sister, and uh, yeah, part of PKZ. Getting to the triangle, the triangle. A lot of interesting tidbits that we got throughout this. Number one, I'm going to start with. Was I the only one who thought, why are Keisha and Simone having a conversation about Damon and Lando while they're literally like 20 feet away from Damon and Lando? Like, I didn't mind because I was just like, oh, like, who do we see there chilling? It was literally like Thea, Thea and Nate at first. And I was just like, oh, they're just going to see the uh, Thea and Nate. But then I was also just like, so did Thea overhear them talking about Damon? Because she don't know yet. And then the camera goes wider and we see Damon talking. And then it turns and we see Lando is over there. And I'm like. No, but can we talk about how everyone knows about, like, David and Simone might be a good thing, except Thea. Like except everyone knows Thea. But, yeah, everyone knows. And but she Thea. came in like, several times. There were several close calls because she definitely came in at the reveal. Let's not forget the reveal that she came in I, after. Wait, because I lost. Um, I was so hot, Nate like, saying to Simone you kissed one and slept with the other and then we get the reveal to find out we go back to the flashbacks and find out they actually slept together I was shook 
I tell you shook, but honestly, it makes so much sense. It makes now. so much sense. Like, cause why would Simone be that freaked out over a kiss? Like it, and and Damon was like, "Yo, that man was like, oh no, when, like, he I, was like ready to marry her." <laughs> it makes so much sense it now. So it makes much so sense. much sense that like Damon came to the revelation that he loves Simone, and Simone was like freaked out and scared to like give her all, like, like, cause at that point, Simone Even her just about being Simone, like the kiss meant something. Like, of course it meant something, Simone. Right. <laughs> But, like, for Simone, she likes to be in control of, like, you know, the dynamics of her relationship. And with Damon, at that, after sleeping with him, at that point, she lost control. Like, with Lando, she, like, runs that. Like, she's in control of that. With Damon, she knows if she gives her all to Damon, she will not be in control. And that is a scary thought for her. And, oh, if she could just let go. Like, Damon loves her so much. He got you for life. Do not I work. wish I'm, people are only no. going to be able to hear the audio of this, but I wish people could see the passion on your face with what you're talking about. I love no. it. When I tell you, like, who, like, Damon loves Simone down. No, he that does. That man got her for life. Like, oh my. And, and I, which I don't is care why I was so, like, which is why I was so not disappointed but which is why i was so gut punched when they're talking later and he gives her the pep talk and then he was just like no answer is an answer and i'm like not for you boo she's just (laughs) not for you no and like i i feel like for me i I guess okay the at the end right they give us that cliffhanger what i feel like the entire episode we had we had it was foreshadowing that it was going to be Damon and Simone. Oh, and I felt the same way. Like, like, and that's why I was just like, why not just show us it's Damon? Like, cause we know it's Damon because it was so obvious. Okay. So let's go. Okay. So first of all, in the synopsis, the, you know, Simone has to overcome obstacles and that's how she comes to her decision between Damon and Lando. In my opinion, her, um, in my opinion, Damon helped her. Damon, was through the obstacles Simone had going on that stressed her out the most Damon helped her through that which was this tennis match so I feel like Damon helped her more through the obstacles than Lando did and then we had Damon say no answer is an answer and she was like but I haven't given you one so I feel like that was another sign of like oh she's gonna tell him later on it's him Mm -hmm. and then uh later on uh, just a couple of episodes ago JR said, you and Simone have never been just friends, and it all started back at the quad. Then we have Simone text, can you meet me at the quad? Who else could that be? Who else could that be about? Because they've already emphasized that point of the quad just a few episodes ago of how it all started. It all started on the quad with Damon. Yep. And why would, if, if that was an emphasized point of, it's starting at the quad for Damon and Simone. They really going to bring in Lando? No, that don't make no sense because she would have met him somewhere else. Um, and then on top of that. Oh, I, I was about to add another one. And the, I wasn't even thinking about, I wasn't even thinking about the quad connection. And you're absolutely right with that. I was just thinking storyline structure wise, the way, first of all, we, something that I emphasize even in the last episode is that, 
Simone, like Simone thinks Lando is fun. Like he's a guy to have fun with. Um, and I was just like, but we haven't really seen much in regards to her feelings towards this man, just in her actions and her behaviors and what she says. But we have that with Damon. So the fact that we had Simone giving giving Damon this whole speech, right? Like about like it's you know because what 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 does she what does she say to him? It's just like oh you know even though you're even though you're like frustratingly or ar- annoyingly arrogant, you're kind and thoughtful and strong. Right, you're inspiring. Her. You're inspiring. Like- and then we have Damon to be the one to give her that speech that says like basically show them who you are and she's just like oh i hate that you know me that well and then lando goes missing when it's like simone's most important match or whatever like that so it's like all of these all of these signs and somebody pointed out that damon wasn't at the probate which is true but i don't feel like the probate was like as big a deal as the match as the tennis match i agree yep i agree so while and right to your point and so while yes Lando and Damon both helped her overcome obstacles in this episode. I felt like, um, you know, as we just agreed, tennis was the bigger obstacle than PKZ, and Damon was the one to help her through that. So Exactly. It, and I, to your I, point, I, the yeah. synopsis did say tennis helped her. Right. Damon so helped her with tennis, and Lando helped her with PKZ, essentially. Right. And that and 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 it was clear that the biggest obstacle this episode for her was tennis. Right. right. And like you said, emphasizing the synopsis. So it's like, the, and like you said, the way the storytelling and structured went of the episode, it was screaming Damon. It like, was screaming, screaming Damon. At one point, I thought that Lando, well, first of all, I thought that he was, I said this last episode and I got clowned by my friend Carbon, who was with me on the last review. And she was just like, no, I didn't feel like he was thirsty. But the glasses, I was like, giving thirsty again, (laughs) giving thirsty again. (laughs) But here's the thing. I thought that he was going to, um, even though I felt like he was thirsty in this episode and like just so on it to be like, oh, I can be here for you. But honestly, when he gave her the glasses, I really thought he was about to throw in the towel and be like, so you can see, so I could give you some perspective. I literally thought he was about to turn her to David to be like, I've realized now that and then it didn't happen. I was just like, oh, that's not where we're going with this. <laughs> because it was so clear to your point, just in the storyline from what they've set up from the beginning that it's David like there is no question about it and if it's like I said in the last review if they try to tell me it's Lando in season three I'm not going to take that seriously (laughs) because honestly the way they did to be they they were they were writing it to in my opinion like Damone coming back together and that it's always Mm going to be them at the end of the day and also episode 11 confirmed everything for me so episode 11 simone but prior to any love prior to damon's love confession and um prior to damon's love confession and lando's confession of wanting more that because it wasn't a love connection a, a love confession it was just i want more prior to that simone came to the conclusion on her own that for her 
it was Damon because and she, we episode, never like, saw her question Lando whatsoever. Oh, I have this like, thing with Lando. We, no, she was set. set <laughs> she was set. set. We, That's what I said. We, like it doesn't make any. Like, no, we, you're completely, you're completely correct. And then they sort of alluded to this issue with the internship, and this is why I do also think it's practically going to be Damon as well because they had Keisha saying things like. Oh, so what's going to happen if you end up choosing Damon? What's going to happen with this internship? And then Lando is the one that gives her like the internship shirt, again, alluding to sort of that connection with his sister. Like, are things going to go well with the internship if she ends up choosing Damon? Um, Also, Damon calling Simone baby right next to Thea. That was maybe an ad lib line from from Peyton. But... Sir, your ex girlfriend is right there. But I, I don't, I, 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 to me and to you, all the signs were pointing to her choosing Damon. And I, mean, I just, just think that they left it on the cliffhanger because, you know, when people are watching this on Netflix, they need an attention grabber. I personally love that they left it on a cliffhanger because I think that they needed an attention grabber to say, like, we have all of the viewers, people, right. people want more. So let us have another season. And so I was just right. like, well played. Well played, like, NK and Marquis. <laughs> like, literally, it, it's, it's, it's so, uh, well, okay, first, um, and then just to add one more point, and then I'll add yeah, this go point. Ahead. Um, um, after, um, oh, right, the quad emphasis of let's meet at the quad. Um, so that told me it was going to be Damon. But then also, um, you know, she, she said, I'm sorry it took me so long. Episode yeah. 13. She literally told Damon, please give me time. She never told Lando, give me time. Time right. has been a recurring theme for Damone. And in, Simone's, and, and in Simone's confession, it was, I'm sorry it took me so long. That has to do with time. That is another sign to me that is screaming Damon. So if, if, they, if the writers That's try to pull some... The series, oh, the series is screaming Damon. The writers are screaming, Dave. They just need to keep interest. I don't think this whole thing with Lando is serious. I think I do. Let me say this because there is some there is some uh, conversations about. I they had an interview and I posted a little clip from the interview that said that, (laughs) which I think I think started a little bit or or, you know people had seen it whether it was from me or they saw it on their own. People had seen this little snippet from the interview that said the writers room is split. I do want to say this. The writers' room for sure already have a direction, even if they are personally <laughs> split. split. They have a direction, and just right. people have different opinions. So even even if there are some team Lando people in the writers' room, I guarantee you, for the most part, they already know what direction this is gonna go, and they have been writing it towards Damon. And I also want to say, I also want to say. This is because I forgot to say this last week. This is not um, specific to specific to the homecoming room. If you remember in Insecure, if anybody uh, no, knows Insecure uh, writers, they were no, also split but, all the way to the end. The showrunner of that show. <laughs> you guys, no, because, literally. Okay, I'm gonna let you finish, and then I gotta add because I was literally, I was literally just comparing 
homecoming to insecure just the other day with star and we were oh, okay i'm gonna let you finish and then I'm gonna... i love this i love <laughs> this so on insecure the writer uh, the writer's room was split between team um team lawrence and and team and team nathan in the last season and <laughs> Sorry, i'm laughing so hard and so Princess Penny, who was the showrunner of Insecure, was always, 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 I think, Team Team Lawrence. Issa Rae was not Team Lawrence. She was Team Nathan. But Issa was not the showrunner. <laughs> and she says, and I'm sure she had input on who eventually was the ch- choice. But the thing is, she said, this, very famously, she said, I came around to the fact that this is who Issa wanted and why don't I give her who she wants? I think the decision was already set by Prentice, but they needed to sort of spend the whole sort of time talking about it to get the whole writer's room on board to say, this is really what we've been writing and this is what the character wants. And if we're following what the character wants, which the writers are always going to do is follow what the character wants is Damon despite the split (laughs) so that's what I had to say on that go ahead no and just to add to your point that's so funny you said that because when I because I saw your little I saw your posts where um NK and Marquis were um talking about you know the love triangle and they were like um you know the writer's room is very split on team Damone and team Lamone and you know there's not a you know there's not a consensus it a consensus it's very split Um, and then, um, but, but, but then, you know, she's, but then, you know, NK said, but we are headed in one direction versus the other. And then Marquis was kind of laughing like, oh yeah, we wrote this oh too well. And we know what direction we're going in. And then NK was like, um, you know, I, I think the viewers are going to enjoy what we do with the finale, you know, just wait to tune in and see. And I, and again, and, um, I text, um, I messaged this to uh, Star and we were just chatting about it and I was bringing up Insecure. I was like, this literally reminds me of Insecure because yeah. the writer's room was split on Team Nathan and Team Lawrence. Like, it was like split down the middle. It but, was split down the middle, yeah. Yeah, yep. And that, and so when they, so when this homecoming interview came out and they were saying the writer's room was split down the middle between Damon and Lando, I was like, oh, this is Insecure all over again. But who was Endgame in the end? Lawrence, not Nathan. And I remember Issa did an interview where, she, yep, like you just said, Prentice was Team Lawrence. She was Team Nathan. And originally, because she said she wrote two different finales, she initially had Issa with Lauren, uh, with Nathan. But then she um, she remembered that, oh, wait, I literally told y'all that Issa and Lawrence were soulmates. That was season four, episode eight. And she was like, how could I do that to Issa when that's clearly who she wants? And is it's that- like, right. And it's like Nathan, Nathan was a fun time, but Lawrence is the forever love. And this is homecoming. Lando's a fun time, but Damon is the forever love. And if we're following the storyline, that's why I feel like it's so hard for Simone to confront her feelings with Damon because they're so like, I don't care what anyone says. Simone loves Damon. I don't care. It's very clear that she loves Damon. Um, And it's very scary for her to come like to admit it and like really give her all in it because i think for simone 
not only does she love Damon, but Damon's also her best friend. So if she gets into a relationship with him, she, you know, she's afraid of it not turning out well, and then she loses her best friend. So if she keeps some sort of barrier up, you know, of not fully giving her all to him, she will still have some access to him always. Whereas for Damon, he's a, he's a risk taker. So he's like, look, I know you're my best friend and you're the love of my life. And I want to give this a go because let's be real for Damon's case. He'll be damned if that relationship fails. He will make sure they do not break up because I don't care what anyone says. That man already sees her as his future wife. And he was ready to be stepdad to Shay since season one, okay? And I'm tired of these Lamone stands like, oh, it's Lando, it's Lando, it's Lando. Until we see him pick up Shay and calm Shay down. Until we see him pick up. Why did I say that? I literally said that in the last episode. Oh, my gosh. I don't want to hear nothing until I see. Like, we we here, see? I I don't want to hear nothing about Lando until I see that man pick Shay up and calm him down and comfort him. Like, cause David was acting like Shay was his son, talking about some, I can teach Shay a lot. You know, I, I you know, I, I don't want to leave this room. I, you know, I can teach him some things, Simone, you know, please. Until we see that with Lando, I don't want to hear nothing. Okay, goodbye. Until I see Lando create a whole tennis court on the baseball field for Simone, I don't want to hear it. Until I hear Lando tell Simone but he see, loves it, her. It's so funny cause you're bringing up that. You know what I said? I was just like, I was just like, you know what, you was like, you know what Simone told Lando? I'm not going to worry about you. I'm going to worry about myself. But when she needed to worry about Damon, how quickly can I get these frequent flyers so I could go to Chicago with you? Like, literally, it, it's, it, they're like, and, and, you know, we just, we just said this, just like, just how it, Insecure, Insecure was split down the middle, but it was clearly being written for Issa and Lawrence to be together. Well, you know, right. This writer's room for Homecoming is split between Damon and Lando. It's clearly being written for Damon and Simone. Like, and it has been since the pilot. And the this, this. if Issa hadn't come to that conclusion on her own with the two different endings, y'all think Prentice was just gonna be like, "Oh yeah, we gonna have the finale with uh, Issa and Nathan." No, no, they were gonna have a discussion about that. They would have been through a whole another round. Like, let's be real. So, and- to your point, Nk and Marky already have a direction. No matter where the writers' room is split, no, and it's because- very clear the direction that they've set from it's- the very from the because- beginning. NK wrote the backdoor pilot, which already told us it was going to be David and Simone. And then every episode that Marquis has written has been very Damone centered. So I already knew this episode was going to be Damone centered because I was like, yeah, it's very clear that Marquis and NK are Damone shippers. So I was like, how, like, I, I just don't understand how people are not so clearly seeing the vision that's right in front of us. And this finale screamed Damon to me. Like there were so many, there was so much foreshadowing that she was going to pick Damon and it solidified it for me when we had the flashback to the sex scene. I was like, Oh yeah, Yeah. it's Damon. I was like, yeah, I I was like, it is so clear now why Simone was so like in her head. I'm like, she slept with Lando and just went on about her life. She slept with Damon and it was like, Oh my gosh! Like, like she, freaking out because she was like, <laughs> like I said, you she know, said we need to she, be together. Like, she was like, she lost her sense of control at that point because she was yeah. just like, oh my gosh! Like, 
because at that point for her, just like with Damon, he realized at that moment he loves her. I think for Simone, in that moment, she realized, oh, I love Damon. And for her, it was scary to confront that. I'm still a little upset we never got this, you know, the conversation between Damon and Simone. Because they teased for th three episodes about this this deep and honest conversation between Damon and Simone, only for us not to get it. So we best get it in the premiere of season See, three say, when they see? are... And when they, they are had ending. to leave some stuff, they had to leave some stuff for season three. They had to leave some stuff for season three, and that's where we oh are. Oh my now. gosh, I I pray we get to season three. Honestly, I think it's I think they're gonna determine it based on how well we do on Netflix. And season one oh, yeah. did really well on Netflix, so I'm it sure season two well. it's right because it's still on awesome. trending. Right, so t season two is definitely gonna go top ten, and I pray they go number one because I too. feel like with the number one slot. Oh, that season three renewal should be on lock. Oh yeah, lock. I agree. So I, I, that's I've I said this. I've said this several times. It's a pretty heavy streaming commodity. Uh, right. Very heavy streaming Netflix, property. And because uh, Netflix to, is the number one streaming place. To so that point, it, it's, whether it's on CW or elsewhere, is a hot streaming commodity. So, yep. And we we hope and we get. <laughs> We, no, we getting that season three. I don't care. Like, I love period. We getting the season we, I like, three. No, we are getting a season three because Netflix is still the number one like streaming app, and that's how um that's how All American got saved their first couple of seasons because um yeah. they were kind of like in limbo when they first started, and it was Netflix, you know, blowing up yeah, the show. No, that I saved agree. It. That, I people don't realize yeah. how huge it is on streaming, so I'm totally with you. We're already trending season one again on Netflix, gearing up for right. season two. So it's like we're following the same trajectory here. I'm getting my Damone Endgame, and that's all I know because this finale was Damone to me. So they best open season three. Not only with Damon and Simone being a couple, but flashing it all the way back to their, like, literally, the quad. They're meeting at the quad. <laughs> you need to, like, like, I need people You're to be ready. Serious. You're just like, like y'all need to get started filming season three right now. No, this moment. Like, if you actually think that it was Lando approaching Simone, baby, oh, yeah. please I don't go. Know what to like, tell. I don't know what like, to tell them with that. Like, the quad was just emphasized by JR a couple of episodes ago. And you mean to tell me Simone text right. meet me at the quad? To Lando. <laughs> we are just gonna end it all. We're getting to mode. We're getting the season three. It's gonna start <laughs> yeah. with David. I love how we in agreement that it's Damone. Yes. And then and I love how both of us we were so in sync on like this following like insecure. Insecure. Thank you all for listening and stay tuned for the next episode.